Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrooks. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Game Day Podcasts from Talk Sport. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Day, the record book. Hello, is anybody out there? Hard to tell these days, isn't it? Who's even listening to all these wonderful podcasts and various kinds of communications going on? But I am Danny Kelly. This is the Record Book Podcast from the Game Day Network. And I presume, since you're hearing my voice, that you've actually downloaded it, for which one million thanks. Um, because you could be doing a lot better things with your life, I'm sure. We're very glad. Myself and Tom Rennie, who uh, has held the fort, uh, during the pandemic and all the rest of it. Hopefully, the Record Book podcast will be coming back in its former glory um, when the Premier League resumes. We shall see about that. Meanwhile, we'll carry on as best we can, trampling out the grapes of entertainment on these uh, mornings. Uh, good morning, Tom. I'm looking forward to shunting all the nonsense to the appendix again and talking about the actual football uh, and the record book. That'd be weird, but, wouldn't it? But the, yes, it, well, the appendix is, is a, what, a great part of my life. I'm, I'm always very Best part happy. of the week. Absolutely, and I shouldn't. We should not pretend that uh, we're this. This this thing happens by accident in a in a vacuum. Of course, it's actually me and you talking to each other from our various houses um, on a Sunday morning. Um, so I want to start, um, if I may, because we're going to be talking about the reality and the surrealism of the return mm. of football all over the place. But very quickly, can we have uh, three minutes on? Two minutes on. The today's Sunday Mirror front page. Now I know that the lockdown's being eased in the in the United Kingdom. Not quite the same here in Ireland. I suspect we'll be a week behind, just we're a week ahead um, with the, with the lockdown. The scientists will decide all that, I'm sure. Um, but the Sunday Mirror, incidentally, Sunday Newspaper of the Year, very proud, proud boast on its masthead. Who there. gives that award? Is that a public? Vote? I think I think I the didn't Mirror get my Group, vote. the Mirror Group, may well be responsible for that award. Um, and Sunday, the, the, the Sunday Newspaper of the Year, Sunday Mirror, its front page has a pop, a former pop star celebrating the end of the lockdown, and it's Bez from the Happy Mondays. Now I understand it; it's a Monday, and people might be happy. But to track down the Maraca player from the Happy Mondays. I mean, has anybody asked Cow what he thinks or Knobhead? No, they haven't. It's only Bez. I don't think that's fair, do you? I thought it was very generous you described Bez as musician. I thought that was a really generous. He was the Maraca player, yeah. Does that I mean, get, I mean, he was more just the dancer. Like the Maracas, did they form a key component to the Happy Mondays live sets? No, not really. No. A visual, some... maybe. I can, uh, uh, because he's on the front page there, and incidentally, uh, uh, editors of the Sunday Mirror, not everyone remembers who Bez is. Let's be absolutely frank about it. I mean, who Uh, at this point knows who Bez is if you're under the age of 30? 
And that's generous. Even, even yeah. 40, absolutely. I only, know, I, only know because, I only know him because of Celebrity Wife Swap and Celebrity Big Brother. Uh-huh. I, 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 it caused me, and this is, you know, the, uh, the podcast off to a great start already. We're, we've got, we're off track. Um, it, rem- it reminded me, I went with the Happy Mondays to a gig they did in Reykjavik, of all places, uh, in the middle of winter in Iceland. So imagine the snow and stuff. And I won't go into the story of the reindeers and the magic mushrooms. Um, but what I will say, uh, we will do it another, and we've got more time, or the appendix comes back. Um, I remember being in the dressing room, and Bez, now... Basically, you know, he, he took it very, very seriously being Bez. Um, he had a massive, what was then days called a ghetto blaster. Um, and he was banging out some tunes and warming up for his dance routine. And I mean, I mean, 20 minutes of really energetic warming up. Not your Maradona tapping the ball on your head twice saying, right, I'm ready, let's go. Um, it really was extraordinarily Olympic standard warming up. Um, for his dance routine. So I was, I mean, at that time, I remember being very, very impressed with it. And I wondered one day, would I be, whatever the day would arrive when I would get the benefit of Bez's wisdom on the global pandemic? Well, that day has arrived. I, I did like the reaction to this on social media by our colleague, David Williams, who uh, does social media at TalkSport. Top Sport. man, yep. Um, and it was, Bez, can't wait for a happy Monday. His response was, the independent, Geldof, I don't like Mondays. <laughs> Which I uh, was very, very good. Talk to me about the experiment where Aarhus um, put in um, large screens which replicated the look of Zoom on a, a PC or Mac um, and so that they could, people could see the match and the players could see them. My first impression, Tom, was A, it was a very, very impressive operation. They were huge. And even when you had like 30, screen, 30 mini screens on each screen, people were about four times the size they would normally be in the stadium. I liked I- it. I actually thought this was reasonably cool. I watched yeah. it on YouTube and I thought I was going to hate it and I was ready to hate on this uh, for this entire show. But actually, I thought it was reasonably cool. So there's three massive screens opposite the TV camera where we're watching it from. And there's loads of little boxes. So you know when you're in the mass Zoom meeting and there's about yeah. 400 people in there, so they're reasonably small. But then next to them, it has like speaker view. So on Zoom, if you're speaking, that person comes up big. Yeah. And that's what they've got in the middle. And so you've got people uh, watching it, big, massive, giant people like they're the god Apollo. Uh, and then next to them are all the little screens. Um, I liked it. However, I did think everybody who came up on screen looked incredibly bored. Like, it wasn't like they were all singing the entire way. They were pumped the entire game. If you really watch a football crowd, what are they doing? They're having a chat. They're having a drink. In the old days, having a nice smoke. Catching up yeah. with Bill behind them. Seeing yeah. what the problem is if you're at london stadium eating popcorn you know no one's really intensely like i do watching the game watching the ball screaming me too yeah and you really realize that people were just sitting on their sofa cracking a beer and my favorite one uh, was a bloke who was sitting there with i'm assuming his wife Uh, they're both wearing fc Aarhus shirts she's sitting there front of the sofa um hands on her thighs scarf but looking up to the sky and behind her is the husband who obviously Wants to seem like he's interested, but now he's behind the wife, so she can't see him. And he's leaning back, arms folded, having a massive yawn. I was astonished. I was astonished that people hadn't worked out with each other, these Aarhus supporters, um, to sing in unison. Uh, what they, I mean, I, I, I'm, not, I'm like you. I watch football matches as though they're the most deadly important thing that could ever happen. It, it's a quirk of, of humanity if you're interested in the game at that level. I was really annoyed. The bloke to my left who when I had a seat ticket at the old Spurs ground, 
all my chums were to my left rather and there's a right. bloke to my right who I didn't know very well but of course I'd meet him once a fortnight and he must have known that I was not interested in conversation or anything else just staring at the football and occasionally shouting why don't you put a tackle in or Harrison Harrison whatever it was um, and he would always, very gingerly, he would take out this bag of wine gums he always had with him, and he would, pull, and he would say, would you like a wine gum? And, I'd say, and I would be forced to say, no, thank you, watching the football. Um, but this, this, re- this never changed, Tom. This went on for f- perhaps 15 years after I moved over to the main stand. About 15 years, he would offer me a wine gum, occasionally, to be fair to him, a fruit salad. He would yeah. then bring it up. But that involved even more activity because he had to, um, the, the ones that come in a wrapper, He'd have to unwrap that, and then he would hand. Oh, you're hearing that for... all game, all game. The yeah, I'm not, the I am not. I am not unwrapping a fruit salad or a blackjack while I am watching the blinking game. But the Aarhus supporters, as you rightly pointed out, they were rather less viscerally involved well, with the match. When the goal went in, right? So I finished one-one, and Aarhus actually scored an equaliser in the 91st minute. Very dramatic, cut back, put in. Everyone went wild, and that was the best bit, right? Because I hadn't realised this all game. Uh, firstly, the goal goes in, they cut to the Zoom cameras and you've got 40 different people going mad in their front rooms at the same time. So that was really cool, though we couldn't hear them. They were playing yeah. piped crowd noise, by the way, which yeah. I hate. Uh, I hate it. Yeah. Um, but they're playing it in the stadium. I'm sure the players must be going, why can't I just speak to Bob? He's 10 feet away. Why are you playing this song so I can't speak to him? It doesn't make sense. But what I hadn't noticed until that point was... Uh, like we spoke about in one of the games um, somewhere else. I forget whether we're going to play now. But there was cars outside. And so when the goal went in, they also cut to the cars outside. All black cars, mind you. It looked like it was um, following the president to a meeting at the United Nations. It was really weird. But All, all the, the taxi drivers all support Aarhus, yeah. Exactly, yeah. The taxi drivers love Aarhus. They're sponsored by them. I don't know. Um, overcharging you and not taking you over the river. Um, but either way... It was actually pretty cool. They're all tooting their horns. There's people hanging out their windows going for it. The Zoom people are going wild. So during goals, I think it worked. It looked pretty cool. And I think we should do it. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought that of, of, of all the things I've seen so far, and that includes the cardboard cutouts um, in the <laughs> Ruhr. Um, Sorry. I- I've got to tell you this really quickly. I was doing, uh, I do a show with my friend Martin Devin in New Zealand on Saturday nights, mm-hmm. uh, and he tells me about Super League rugby. I can't stand it. I've no idea what it's about. But he did tell me this, and I didn't know this story until he told me. Uh, but in the crowd, they followed the Borussia Mönchengladbach idea of putting cardboard cutout fans in, right. uh, but they seem to have had no regulation on this. So he was telling me that one of the guys in the crowd at the front was Israel Falau, controversial player. Yeah. But sitting yeah. next to Israel Falau, uh, was Dominic Cummings uh, in the crowd, which they didn't know who it was, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. And I had to explain to him the Cummings story for like 20 minutes to a bunch of New Zealanders who couldn't care less. Oh, wow. They, they, I mean, that's been one of the beauties of, of it. The idea that these cardboard crowds, if they ever bring them to Britain, of course, they'll be terrible, terrible mischief. Show me the picture. Oh, yeah. very. I mean, that's almost... Uh, Israel Folau and Dominic Cummings, that's Cold War Steve, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, really. um, in one picture, that is extraordinary. Um, Tom, you, you won't, so if we might move on to uh, the arrangements in another country. Um, uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately for you, one of, my, um, one of my really hot spots, I've got a very um, barcode mind. I know absolutely nothing about some things and absolutely everything about others. Um, the various islands of the West Indies, are one of my specialist subjects whenever I go, oh. I think you say master, I'm going, when I go on the chase, when I go on the chase and win the big money on the chase. Um, 
So uh, the Dutch, the Dutch Football Federation have got a plan um, to play the FA, their FA Cup final in a, in a safe environment. Is that right? Well, they're trying to find a way to get the Dutch Cup final on. It's again, it's between FC Utrecht and Feyenoord. Uh, it's meant to have mm-hmm. taken place like this week, obviously, uh, but Dutch football's all been cancelled. Um, now, you'll know this, and I'd love you to explain more about mm. this, but I found out this week that the island of Bonaire, uh, mm. which is north of Caracas um, and below um, Dominican Republic and Cuba, mm-hmm. and in that little tiny little, tiny little island, yeah. Well, that either used to be part of the Dutch Caribbean or is still part of the Dutch Caribbean. You can tell me. Um, well, uh, well Bonaire, first of all, hats off for having a lovely, lovely name like, like you know, Bonaire. Um, it's a small island, about 20,000 people live on it. And you're right to say that until about uh, 10 years ago, it was part of some, when the, um, the Dutch liberated, um, or the, the people liberate themselves from Dutch rule in what was the, you know, the, the, that part of the Caribbean, um, they set up a kind of sub-country uh, called the, you know, the Netherlands East Indies, or whatever they called it, I can't remember now. Um, and that stopped about 10 years ago. It's still technically a kind of um, principality or, or, you know, c- connected to the Netherlands. Um, and, uh, the, uh, it was my obsession with Caribbean music and Caribbean cricket that led me to know all about these islands. Beautifully, it's part of what gets called the ABC Islands. It's near neighbours, equally tiny and beautiful, Aruba and Curaçao. Uh-huh. So A, B and C, uh, Aruba, uh, Bonaire and Curaçao. The capital, um, you would expect the capital to have a lovely, um, perhaps, uh, Caribbean Indian name uh, from its distant past. It is not because of the Dutch connection. The capital is, Crand- it's the most Dutch word in the history of the world, Crandegic. Grandegic, who you would expect to see playing for Ajax in the early 70s, wouldn't you? Grandegic, brilliant effort, absolutely brilliant effort. Um, and it would, be, it would be great if it went there. Um, and well, yeah, the, why are we talking about Antilles it? Group. I should because mention, we didn't actually tell people why we're talking about this. You did. Uh, and the reason, the reason is, is that Bonaire have offered to the mm. KNVB that they can play the cup final there. The KNVB responded on Saturday saying, it seems a bit contradictory to stop the football season prematurely because of coronavirus and then put thousands of fans on planes to Bonaire to play the game. So at the moment, we have no plans to do this. Well, I, th- I, I, I salute the uh, whoever are the current leadership of Bonaire because obviously all those uh, parts of the world that retire, uh, re- you know, rely entirely on tourism. Uh, for their dough they they were thinking outside about let's get the dutch cup final over here let as you say let's import a load of slightly diseased people (laughs) into our island paradise this Um, is how you save the cups this is it like people are losing interest in the fa cup final you know chelsea fans and arsenal fans oh we're there every year do i want to go to another cup final in the falklands yeah no, but it, but it's somewhere really nice, not the Falklands. No, but but uh, no, no. The point is, phone it has to, it has still has to be islands that are connected um, with 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 the Does home part of the FA Cup. Premier League's a very international game now. Just pick the nicest island you can think of, and we'll do it. I'm happy. Okay, to so, the so the cup final um, uh, can't be Spurs. They're out already. Out. Okay. Whoever it is versus whoever it is in the Maldives, I'm all for that. That's very good it. indeed. Um, the there's the sight of um, pretend people in the grounds at Mönchengladbach and, uh, and Aarhus is one end of it. What about the trophy lift in, Aust- oh. in the Austria speaking of cup, to, uh, cup competitions? Tell people about that. This was painful, right? So the Austrian <laughs> league is off, right? It's been cancelled and RB Salzburg have won the league. 
And so they gave them their trophy this week and they got out onto their home pitch in Salzburg and they laid out a big play mat like kids get and they put little circles in like Jeremy experienced on Clapham Common on Saturday while he was out drinking, socially distanced. And all the individual players are standing in their little circles. The captain then walks up to the middle, picks up the trophy, looks at all the rest of his teammates and lifts the cup. Now, what's the thing they say about coronavirus and spreading coronavirus? How is it spread? It's spread by the hands. And Usually, contact with, with hard surfaces. But hard surfaces spread maybe by touching a metallic object. So if you're having a barbecue this for weekend, instance, for example, yes. don't touch the tongs, let go of it, and someone else comes over and grabs those tongs because that's how you can pass the virus on. Well, despite the socially distanced planning of the Austrian authorities, the Salzburg players lift the trophy which is made of tin or metal or whatever they're made of these days, solid silver. Yep. And then they pass it to the next guy. So they're standing uh, socially distanced. But if one of them's got it and it's on their hands, they're passing it around the entire team. I have no formal uh, medical qualifications and I didn't have time to check with Bez. Um, but I did think <laughs> that myself. I did think that when I saw uh, the trophy being handed from hand to hand to hand. I mean, uh. I mean we've we got this ludicrous situation this weekend in Britain, haven't we, where the Prime Minister accidentally dropped in and let's get the barbecues going again and now oh. they're having to say you've got to bring your own salt and pepper with you and oh. ketchup uh, so you're not handing it around um, no it, it it looked it looked terrible the thing with rb Salzburg. although there was a tiny part of me tiny part of me that thought actually i prefer this to the utter chaos of what now get called trophy lifts oh. the presentation of a trophy there was a time well, you know, in the dim and distant when dinosaurs ruled the earth and I was a boy, where the captain of the team would be handed a trophy, it would be hoisted towards the celestial bodies, and then everybody else would get a go at it. Now, I mean, Chelsea, when they won the Champions League, they could hardly get it up because they could hardly raise the trophy because go. everyone was jumped on top of each other. It's too chaotic now. I want that much. i tell you what, tell you what it is. It's a, it's a movement where the important people in the world, it used to be the fans. You show the trophy to the winning fans. Now the players have to get to show the trophy to each other before yeah. anybody thinks about the mugs in the stadium. Not that there are any mugs in the stadium at the moment, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and, and after time now as well, when you do these trophy lists, it takes 45 minutes. The camera zoom on Maurizio Sarri having a nice cry in the background. We get the fourth assistant coach up and the son of the goalkeeper who never played for eight years and all that sort of stuff, and they get their own trophies. They walk around once, then all the celebrations happen privately on Instagram in the changing room and night on the pitch in front of fans. And now there's no fans anyway. And so they probably stayed out Salzburg on the pitch all day because they didn't have to celebrate with the paupers and the peasants and the people that pay. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. We should talk about the Premier League, Tom. Um, what? Because the Premier League, because it's If it's not back. in Taiwan, I'm not interested. Uh, I, think, I think you are interested because um, <laughs> both the side I support, Tottenham and West Ham, have got things to play for, I think it's fair to say. Well. Are you, I mean, I can't, I cannot um, in all conscience say that I'm delighted that it's coming back in a way. I hoped that the world would move much more quickly, um, but I'm not a scientist, as I say. Uh, I, 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 the idea of these empty stadiums is breaking my heart a little bit, mm. but they have to finish the season, it turns out, um, for whatever sets of reasons. I mean, those have been well rehearsed. Yeah. Um, are you all set for West Ham's battle? Um, yeah, I think it had to come back, right? We've all come to the realisation that the Premier League had to come back by hook or by crook. I read uh, Tyra Ming's piece of Ollie Holt in the mail on Sunday saying, you know, we're just commodities. And I thought, yeah, that's why you're a millionaire, Tyrone Mings, yeah. with five Lamborghinis and I drive a Ford Fiesta to work on a Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. That's why. It's exactly right. You are a commodity, I'm afraid, and you can always resign. So don't give me any of that crap. I don't want to hear it. Um, they're going to be playing in probably the safest environment possible as opposed to sure. like us working in our offices as well. They're getting tests. I can't get a test. Again, don't moan at me, Tyrone Mings. Okay? Keep your own counsel on this. Um, but it had to come back. I'm looking forward to it being back. I've enjoyed the Bundesliga. I've enjoyed watching the Danish football and the Taiwanese football and all that. You know, it's good to have a game. And some of the games in Germany have been all right. I thought the Classica was a good game Tuesday. Uh, yep. I enjoyed it. And there's been some good bits and bobs. Like, and Bayern, um, Bayern, Bayern's goal in the, in the last round of games with the two back flicks leading to the goal. Oh, Lewandowski. Thing I love beauty. him so much. Thing of beauty. I love him so much. He's fantastic. So that's been, that's been pretty cool. But what I have, can tell you for a fact is that it's not the same league. I've said this to you a lot. It's not the same league coming back that we left. And no, you only got not. to watch the Classic of Tuesday, right? There was a shot on goal by Haaland of Dortmund. It mm-hmm. was basically saved on the ground by Alaba of Bayern Munich. It was a penalty. should have been a penalty. It didn't get reviewed by VAR. Why? Because there wasn't a 25,000-person yellow wall of fans screaming at the referee to make it happen. The referee went, no, I don't <laughs> think that's anything. And they just, they just moved on with it. Uh, it makes a massive difference. Um, th- there's a lot more play now because players aren't playing to the gallery. And oh, there's and, no wins. And, and, I mean, look, it's only three rounds of matches, so you don't want to be getting um, tricky with the data, with big data. But clearly, home advantage is, is gone, isn't gone. it? Utterly gone. I think, I think gone. I'm right in saying there's been less than a third of the game so far have been won by the home team. Going into this be... weekend was 18%. Uh, <laughs> and on Saturday, there was just one, uh, there were two home wins with Bayern. So there was three home defeats plus Friday night. So four home defeats and two home wins. Yeah. So we're seeing that the, um, it was always said to me by particular, one particular ex-player, Stuart Robson, former West Ham and Arsenal captain, who I asked him once, you know, what is this business with home? You know, the pitches are roughly the same. But Danny, it's just the crowds putting pressure on the officials that is what yeah. home advantage is yeah um, can i tell you this though that um if you look at the premier league table as it sits right now and you look at the worst teams at home in the country uh, west ham are the second worst team at home in the country so we never had home advantage we were already playing always effectively a neutral venue before the season ended i thought we were going down now i'm convinced we're staying up yeah. Everyone else is playing in the same situation as us now. Huge advantage to West Ham United. The, the We're going to make the Champions League. Nine straight yeah, I mean, wins. 
for instance, Mark, I mean, if nothing else, Mark Noble knows he can get through 90 minutes professional football without somebody confronting him. On He's the got no one to punch. He's the shop steward, isn't he? Poor old Mark, bless him. <laughs> I love the fact that they, they seek him out. What, they, what West Ham is going to do when Mark, you know, one day has to retire. Who will become their official spokesman on the pitch? What's going to happen now is he's going to be in the crowd and he's going to be smashing up computer screens with people on Zoom and breaking over cardboard fans over his knee. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, 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 to partially to the arguing stopping and getting on with whatever, you know, however they're going to get on with it. Um, I noticed as well that some things don't change. There was uh, obviously because I'm interested in them. I was watching some footage of Spurs training, um, socially distanced small groups. Four of them were playing head tennis on one of those little, uh, those, those sloped um, table tennis players, that, t- tables they use for this purpose. Um, it was um, Lucas Mora and Harry Kane and Son Hun Ming and Eric Dyer. And I have to say, and I love Eric, from his work two and three years ago, I love Eric. Um, and of course, when he put Ramos in the crowd in, in Spain, oh, I yeah. absolutely love him. But every single, uh, um, what, what do you call them, rally, came to an end when the ball arrived at Eric. <laughs> it was terrible. It was really sad. I suppose the good thing about Tottenham training is they can already do it socially distanced because all they do is pump the ball from the right back down the wing. Uh, that's the Mourinho style. So they don't need to get near each other anyway. So that's handy. Is, is Alderweireld playing right back now? Well, he couldn't do worse than the, the actual right back who's gone for seven air cuts during the lockdown. And who's off to you, Ben, as soon as, it, as soon as this is all over, hilariously. One thing I will say about this, I saw a great stat from Opta Joe this week. The last English top flight game to be played in the month of June came on the 14th of June, 1947, when Sheffield United took on Stoke City. Um, I've always been an advocate for summer football. I don't know why we play in December and January when it's horrible. And I know it's like, oh, we've got nothing else to do. There is things to do. It's called seeing your family and eating cake. Uh, so we're all very busy and it's cold and horrible. And I don't want to go out in December and, and January. Nobody does. Football in June and July. I know there's no fans, so it does change the way I feel about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you could have six to eight people in your back garden and every game's on TV or the radio um, and you can get four pint jugs of Cidre brought in from the local pub, this actually sounds pretty cool. I'm into it. I nearly said happy days there. But then we're getting no, don't to, say that. To, to, to bears and all the rest of it. What else, what else do we need to bring to people's attention? I have a couple of little bits, because uh, yeah. we haven't got a great deal of time. I do want to get to say these things. Number one was that if you watch Bayern's game this weekend, um, where they won 5-0 easy-peasy against Dusseldorf, um, you might have noticed Leon Goretzka, uh, who's a really good little player. Yeah. Um, they yeah. brought him, I think, during the summer. He's going to be like their leading midfielder for a few years to come. When we left the Bundesliga a few months ago, he was this kind of skillful but weedy little player. No muscles on his arms, no muscles on his shirt. He essentially had to wear like a large boy's shirt. And he played yesterday, and I'm looking at him thinking, who's this geezer in midfield that looks like the Hulk? Like, who is this guy? He has yeah. bulked up massively during the three months off. And I'm looking forward to seeing when we get the Premier League players back, who, we, of course, we see so much all the time, who hit the gym and who didn't yeah. care less. Uh, because well, some of them are going to come really big back to the game. I'm looking forward to that very much indeed. It's about three weeks. There won't be able to hide it in just three weeks. It's not a proper pre-season, is it? No. Um, just a, a quick mention for Groundtastic, um, a thing I follow uh, with great interest on, on Twitter. Um, really, it's just, it keeps looking at grounds outside of the league, and it's always beautiful pictures of old grounds decaying, new turnstiles at grounds. Um, they, just, they got a little thing this week. They've been hunting down after the Olympic Games eight years ago in London. Um, part of the legacy, <laughs> part of the legacy... <laughs> 
was that the, <laughs> the temporary seats um, in the swimming pool were given out to non-league clubs, uh, you know, because they're probably 20 quid for the plastic seat and it was all part of the gesture. And they've been tracking them down at various grounds. I won't, I won't go through into all the details, but it is lovely to see. Um, and yet I went to one of those, um, the lady, uh, the lady partner is mad about the swimming and we did go to one of the finals nights there. And it was great, actually. They, they designed the, the building, has a concave um, roof so that, um, and football stadium designers take note, the noise was amplified quite extraordinary. I, I don't think I've been in a louder place at a football match, certainly not at a gig. Um, at, at, and the swimming finals, oddly enough, it was amazing. Um, but the seats that we are sat on are now um, uh, resting the bottoms of non-league football sports up and down England. Um, and I think, I, I suspect beyond England as well, into Wales and uh, Scotland, Northern Ireland, but absolutely beautiful piece in ground Tastic. You might want to go and look at that. So they're One just moving view. them around? They're just moving these things no, around? No, no, no. The they country. moved them in. And what they've done is they've tracked down their little history since. Where did oh, they so go to? In, the individual pockets of seats have gone different yeah. places. So yeah, it's like absolutely. a row of like eight, ten seats or something. Absolutely, yeah. You've got that a block cool. of 20 seats, yeah. And these used to be in the Olympic stadiums. Uh, now they're here at, 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 at FC uh, Bostock or whatever. So somebody is sharing a seat with you right now like someone is sharing your they could put a picture of your butt on it like your imprint yes, and we could yes. have made some money off this yeah it could have been celebrity butts on these seats yeah and for the first time in a long time um photocopying your bottom which uh now i don't I'm not, offices don't have so much photocopies these days no. which used to be the number one prank in any self-respecting office to photocopy your bottom if you're the last person in the office and leave it in the in-tray for the next person to come. You just, uh, you just take a picture of someone sleeping now and put it onto the office WhatsApp. That's yeah, what you, you write, write something on their head and, 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 and yeah. move on from there. Not anymore, as fun as it used anymore. to be. I have one last one. Now, last oh, week good. we talked about yes. um, Lee Gun and the oh, disaster yeah. that is cancelling yeah. their season and how Amion wanted to come back, Leon wanted to cap, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, the Lyon president, Jean-Michel Olas, uh, someone that is used to making headlines out in France, has said, everyone else is resuming, we should resume, cancel the cancellation and bring it back. Now, everyone keeps saying no to this. The, the government said no to it. The league have said no to it. Everyone is saying no for whatever reason. And there was just a great sure. line about this because Olas had said that if they're bringing back cinemas uh, with social distancing, why can't they bring back football? Uh, and there was a brilliant response from the France sport minister, whose name is Roxana uh, Marcinieux, a brilliant French name. And she mm -hmm. says, the movie theatres are going to reopen soon. If Mr. Olas has a different restart plan to offer, I invite him to make a film and offer it in theatres, because there, at least, there'll be an audience. Very good. That, that, a certain that, je ne sais quoi about that. Yeah, well, if that's French for a slap across the chops, then yes, absolutely, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> I told you, it's been an absolute joy, as always, on these Sunday mornings. I'll be glad when the real show comes back. This is great. This makes my Sunday morning. I'll be, I'll be really annoyed when we have to do it properly. And I know, because I know, um, just for those who are, who are maybe listening and don't know this, Tom then rushes off to talk sport tower, socially distanced, very safe, all the rest of it. I, at least I presume so. I've not been for nearly three months now. Uh, to, to continue to produce talk sports, brilliant coverage of the Bundesliga. Um, what games have you got over the next few days for us, Tom? Can you tell us? Uh, well, one this show has gone out, the Fortuna game uh, would have finished. We've got a game with uh, Borussia Dortmund on the Sunday, but in midweek, well worth watching on Wednesday, uh, Werder Bremen against Frankfurt. Two teams that you thought might be going down, and now Frankfurt's losing, 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 
And Bremen yep. are on a winning run. Check yep. it out. Abs- absolutely. Say hello to all my colleagues over at TalkSport, the ones you're still working with there. I'll see you again next Sunday on this, and you people will hear from us as well. Thank you for listening to the Record Book Podcast from the Game Day Network, available from all the usual um, uh, podcast download emporia. Thanks very much indeed for listening. God bless you all. Bye-bye for now. Don't forget to come back next week. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.